All of them. And we're going to find out who's going to play as the week goes on. And by who, I mean whether Shaq Leonard is going to play. We found out today that Isaiah Rogers has been, uh, he's no longer in the concussion protocol, and that's a good thing. The locker room was open today, and that's a great thing because it means better coverage for you, more interesting stuff for more players. Frank Reich spoke to the media today. We're gonna, you're going to hear from Frank Reich a little bit later on tonight. His entire media availability you're going to hear. And you're going to hear how he's changed his media availabilities just a little bit. His tone is different, fundamentally different today. A likable Frank Reich. Not effusive, but a guy who's going to tell you things. I like that. Good for Frank Reich adjusting his media persona just to skosh to be a little bit more revealing and a little bit more likable. I dig it. Um, And throughout the week, you're going to hear from Johnny Woods, Ethan Fernea. You're going to hear from Matt Hawk. You're going to hear from, and Julian Blackman. You're going to hear from. I had conversations with all of them today in the locker room. That's why I love the locker room being open. Uh, Just wonderful stuff. Let's talk about the Colts in just a second. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. For Labor Day, Monday, September 5th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at the Hoosier Hardwood Festival at Boone County Fairgrounds this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Open at 11 on Friday, 9 on both Saturday and Sunday. Great thing. Uh, Lumberjack exhibitions and competitions, uh, logging competitions. You can buy a bunch of stuff. There are auctions for chainsaw art, the likes of which you can see. Oh, you can't. There it is. Look at this. I got that last year. It's fantastic. Unbelievable stuff at the Hoosier Hardwood Festival. You're going to love it. They got a beer garden. They got a kid's area. It's absolutely fantastic. You're going to completely dig it. It is a wonderful way to spend a weekend day. All right. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live like we are right now. Donate if you like. If you got a question, donate. And uh, I see it in a special graphic. It's very helpful. All right, let's talk about the Colts. All Colts today. Fascinating stuff. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz a little bit, too, because he came up in the media room. Media room's really good about keeping an eye on Carson Wentz. They've got a kitty where anytime anybody mentions that name, they've got to put some money in the kitty. But that's That's a lot of fun, and nothing wrong with that. We'll talk about what Terry McLaurin had to say about Carson Wentz and why, Terry, for a Cathedral grad, you're just not seeing the big picture. All right. Uh, Shaq Leonard may play. He will be evaluated throughout the week. Practice today. No full go participation by anybody today. Frank Reich decided with a long weekend, we don't need to risk anybody's health just to put them out on the field in a full go session so they didn't have one. Uh, Leonard is going to practice throughout the week, and then a determination is going to be made based based on his health, based upon his ability, based upon his bounce back, what his pitch count might be, whether he's going to go on Sunday in Houston or not. Uh, Isaiah Rogers, no longer in the uh, concussion protocol. That's a good thing. We like Isaiah Rogers. He's a good return guy, and he's a good corner. He's just a good dude, so we like seeing him succeed. Uh, Frank Reich, we found out, he works with the analytics staff on quite a, quite a few things. Where he's like, hey, let me know about this. What's the sweet spot for carries for a running back? 
because the question was asked, hey, uh, you know, is uh, Jonathan Taylor, what's he going to carry this? Is there a sweet spot for Jonathan Taylor in terms of the number of carries? Frank Wright said yes, there is. They pursue all those things. He says he lies awake at night during the offseason thinking, okay, what's, what's the right number of this? What's the right number of that? Good for him. I like that. You know what? I'm not always an analytics guy, but analytics can tell you some things, some numbers. And we're going to give you some numbers about Matt Ryan in a few minutes that are very, very revealing and will tell you where his sweet spot is vis-a-vis a very important number. All right. Uh, Paris Campbell, he is very good at bags or cornhole or whatever you call it. Really good at it. You don't get hurt playing bags or cornhole. Uh, maybe while you're rehabbing, you can get really good at it. it. That's one of the things about the locker room being open. You can kind of watch guys. They got a cornhole set in the middle of the locker room. Guys play. They got a ping pong uh, table also. And I got to tell you, you know, uh, they got an offensive lineman who's like 6'9", 325 pounds. I walked by him and I said, dude, that ping pong table looks tiny. And it did. And then I think it was Rodney McLeod said, yeah, look at the paddle in his hand. Huge hand. All right. Uh, important stat. Here's the important stat with Matt Ryan. In playoff seasons with the Falcons, Matt Ryan was sacked an average of 26 times. In non-playoff seasons, he was aver- or sacked an average of 37 times. In the seasons where he was sacked less than 30 times, the Falcons went to the playoffs five times. Uh, 30 sacks or more, they only went to the playoffs once. Under 30, they failed to make the postseason once. So we've talked about 40 being a really good kind of marker for Matt Ryan, but 30 is even more demonstrably important for the Colts. If you can protect him to where he's not sacked 30 times, at least the way things worked with the Falcons, man, you had a hell of a chance to go to the playoffs. And you know what? With Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines in the backfield, they're going to throw the ball a bunch. Mike Chappell asked today about kind of a sweet spot in terms of percentage, 55-45 maybe. And Frank Reich said, yeah, that's in the ballpark. What he said when he first got here was 57%. That's the number he wants in terms of percentage of pass plays versus 43% for run plays. Makes sense. Uh, but if you keep Matt Ryan upright, you got a hell of a chance to go to the playoffs. At least that is what the track record in Atlanta would suggest. Uh, Matt Ryan's projected passer rating, this is kind of interesting at ESPN.com, according to ESPN, is going to be superior to his opponents in 11 of the 17 games. It will be inferior in six of them. And in two of them, it kind of splits uh, very, very close. All right, so it's 11 and 6, but one of those where Matt Ryan's not on top, you've got Cousins, who's just a Scotia head, and then in another, Matt Ryan is just a Scotia head. But if that that holds to form, you got a really good chance of winning 11 games. I think that's a good way to pick a winner. It's all dependent on quarterback play, and of course quarterback play is dependent upon the offensive line, the receivers holding onto the ball, the running backs being, uh, you know, excellent at their jobs, 
in terms of running the ball, catching the ball, and blocking for the quarterback, it's all interrelated. The passer rating statistic is all uh, encompassing in terms of evaluating the offense. I think it's the most important statistic, the most telling statistic of all the statistics for offensive football. Uh, The most interesting of the matchups is Matt Ryan against Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan, 97, uh, Carson Wentz, 87.1. So Matt Ryan with about a 10-point bulge advantage in uh, in terms of passer rating. But here are the raw statistics that they project. So it's virtually identical, uh, minus one thing. Matt Ryan, 21 of 33 for 234, two touchdowns and a pick. Carson Wentz, 22 of 34, so one completion, one attempt on top. An extra four yards, 238 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Uh, Nate Atkins of the Indianapolis Star, always a, a pithy observer of social media. And what he saw was a quote from Terry McLaurin, cathedral graduate, about Carson Wentz, said, uh, I think he's going to give us chances to make plays down the field. He gives us a chance to really play some backyard football, which is personally what I like. Everybody likes it until it gets you beat. Everybody says, man, it's like he's drawn up plays in the dirt. Right? That's great. No, it's not great. It's not even good. It's terrible. It's not good. You want the offense to run the way the offense is supposed to run. You don't want the offense to break down and your quarterback have to scamper around like some damn fool looking for an open receiver because one time out of six, they find one. That's not the way things work best in the NFL, and it's why Carson Wentz is no longer here and Matt Ryan is because Matt Ryan is a system quarterback. He is going to take the play called, and he is going to run it as it is called. Carson Wentz, that was just, a, you know what, an idea. That was just, hey, uh, you know, we, we got to run 80Y cross Z. Blah, 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 blah. But if it breaks down, everybody go deep. That doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. And we saw it this past year, and that the commanders and Terry McLaurin are hoping for the best as Carson Wentz will always provide glimmers of greatness and then broad swaths of mediocrity really doesn't work very well at all. But that is what Terry McLaurin and all the fans of the Washington Commanders are going to discover this week. And in the uh, in 16 of the following 17 weekends, as the the commanders try to figure out what the hell they are with Carson Wentz as a quarterback. That's the way. Yeah, everybody likes backyard football until it costs you games, and it will cost you games. Otherwise, you wouldn't bother with a playbook. You'd just say, Carson, take the snap, do what you want. Get out there. I just love it. When he rolls to his right, and then he rolls to his left, and then he rolls to his right, and people are crossing the field all over the place trying to figure out what, he's trying to figure out where to go with the football and one out every six times it works out beautifully. I think that one out of six times is plenty good enough for me. That's our offense. Nobody says that. No one. No one in the history of football has said that. Ted Marchabrona in 1995 came close with Jim Harbaugh. Captain, come back. Get back there. Bring us back from the dead. The hole that you dug for us. 
because you didn't know whether you were supposed to take a five-yard drop, seven-yard drop, 12-yard drop. Yes. Captains are being voted on tonight with the Indianapolis Colts. I thought they had too many captains last year. You know, and, and that is one of those things that uh, Frank Reich will say periodically. He did it again today. He said, um, you know, things are urgent for Matt Ryan, but they're urgent for everyone. All right. Uh, we got a, Matt Ryan's a great leader, but we got a bunch of great leaders. That locker room is teeming with great leaders. No, you can't have a locker room teeming with leaders. You got to have a leader. You got to have followers. And if you've got a leader on offense, defense, and special teams, that's good. Captain of each of them. That's fine. I got no problem with that. But when you've got like six, eight captains, that is way too many captains. You do not need that many captains. Uh, no, I cannot tell you what the Wentz locker room issue is. And, and the players don't like to talk about it. They didn't like talking about it when it was an issue. They don't like talking about it now. With him being in, in Washington, you don't get guys on the record to open up about that kind of stuff. And off the record, we don't share stuff. Um, so that that's kind of the way that works. Um, how about this afternoon's Colts random fact of the day? We do one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Here it is. Since 1950, and it's really since 53, but we'll go back to 1950 for a reason that will become clear momentarily. Since 1950, a Colt has led the NFL or their conference post-merger in touchdown passes 12 times. Four guys, Johnny Unitas, Earl Morrill, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. 12 times a Colts quarterback has led the NFL or the AFC in touchdown passes. No Chicago Bear has led the NFL nor the NFC in touchdown passes since 1950. None. Zero. Not Jay Cutler, not Jim McMahon, not uh, uh, Hell's Bells, uh, Bill Wade, not Jack Kincannon, not Bobby Douglas, not Bob Avellini, not Vince Evans, none of them. No Chicago Bear quarterback has led the NFL or the NFC in touchdown passes. That's hard to imagine. That's over 70 seasons. Wow. But the Colts, 12 times. All right, tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. And uh, I want to give you just a little bit of a tour. The Hoosier uh, Hardwood Festival is just fantastic. It'll be at the Brown County Fairgrounds. So we're going to take this off of here. I'm going to show you how cool this is. Like, I got this at the auction. Look at it. It's a little truck put out there. Isn't that cool? But you got all of this. Doesn't that look nice? I mean, it's like uh, I bought it, and I thought, what the hell are we going to do with it? You know, where are we going to put it? Well, we put it in the car. We brought it home. Fantastic. Where's uh, Ivan? Ivan O'Idle? There he is. Look at the green eyes. Look at the attention to detail. The Hoosier Hardwood Festival at the Boone County Fairgrounds this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's fantastic. The Beer Garden the uh, lumberjack competition, the auction, I highly recommend. We'll see you out there.